the Maestro that the Drosha Versalvechik says over about his father, Ramersha, Sikhil Drachel. Ramersha once went to the doctor. Ramersha wore a kapota, he wore a Ravonisha kapal, and he goes to the doctor. So he takes off his kapota, he takes off his shirt, takes off his sitzes, takes off his undershirt. So Ramersha said, as you know, when I was wearing my kapata, I was Rosh Hashiva, I was a rav. Take off my kapata, some of you. Right? And take off my shirt, then take off my sitzes, so I'm a goy. I take off my undershirt, I'm a behema. That's the mice. So I always had mixed reactions to this mice. Like, the reason why I had mixed reactions to this mice, so Rashiva gives to you, so we say over a word from the Alta tells the Rav, the Morris says in Gitin that Shomamelech was one of the three kings, it was Malach Bekipa, he ruled over the whole, the whole world. And the Morris says that originally he was Malach Bekipa, eventually through the stages of the Bershon's punishments to, to Shomamelech, etc., the process, so he was Malach. And Yisrael, Malach and Yerushalayim. And the Morris says at the end he was Malach al Makhlai. He was a king over his walking stick. So Shiva says, What does that mean, Malach al Makhlai? You know, you, how is the walking stick his constituency? You know, so you have your king over subjects, that his walking stick is his subject. What does it mean? He says, So Shiva was said over a word, which I think Rabaran has. Uh, Learned in the Yisraeli Torah from the the Kuzari, that um, he asked him to describe what a chacham is. So he starts describing the person who's a marshal. He controls the, everything inside of his city properly, etc. He says, "I asked you about a chacham, not about not about a marshal." The the male Kuzar asked the the chaver. He says mm-hmm. that is, that's what a chacham is. He's mechalka dwar b'mish, but he we are mitzias. Within our being, there are many different kaychas inside of ourselves, and the person who's the melech, which means he's able to use the kaychas properly, that's kochma. So a person can be a melech even though he has no am, because the am is the the various different kaychas inside of the person. We have to sit over this word multiple times. This was a quintessential tells of word, the kuda of how how a per, the person. The Kud of Seder. Uh, was one time quoted to say that the, uh, you know, he had this his the thirteen meters that Rishosalanta worked on, etc., based on the Sefer Cheshbon Nefesh's system. Um, tells the Rav, also tells the Rav one time said he says the which one's the Iker? Says the Iker one is Seder. Tells her, right? The Iker one is Seder because Seder is the is the point of having the discipline to use the right each meter in the right time. They once asked the Biskarov to describe Rukhaim. Rukhaim Brisker, you know. He says, Describe Rukhaim, what type of personality did he have? So he said, My father was what the Torah wanted him to be when he was supposed to be that. That's what my father was. He didn't have an. He, he, he didn't define himself by his natural inclinations. He was what he was supposed to be, whenever he was supposed to be. So that ability to do that is the meat of Malchus. That's what Shiva used to say. That's the meat of Malchus. So describe yourself just because you don't have your shirt on, that you're no longer the Shashiva, you're no longer the Melech. That's one reaction they had to the story.
the second reaction I had to the story is the godless of the tremendous amount of self-awareness that, that, that he had that we're affected by our, the reality around us. Um, my Sadatha tells a Rav that he was once walking with his Talmudim. They were walking by a, par- a par- person who was a potter, had a v- various wares spread out on the, on the sidewalk, etc. So he said to the Talmudim, he says, you don't think that I have a, a, a taiva to take my walking stick and smash all of the things and have the geschmack of breaking things? But I control myself. Right? The, 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 the definition of, of, of godless is not that I don't have things pulling me in different directions. And I, it's denying the, 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 the reality inside of me. It's recognizing it and, and, trying to, and, and using it properly. Right? That meter to have the, the idea to, to take over and to control and to be the one who gets to decide the fate of things, there's a time to use it. Right? So the, the, that ends up being... The more it says that you know, part of the way, that part of the chinuch of a child is giving him kalim to break. That's part of his growth process. He gets to be the one who he, the, the destructive act gives a certain amount of hanoa. Any person who has children knows that, right? The hanoa of messing up somebody else's thing, right? It's much more somebody else's thing that they have hanoa than their own thing. They like making their own towers and breaking them, etc. But when their sibling made the towers, it's even much more fun. Because it, it, I'm exerting an element of control over something else, so that has a that has a time and place as well. But that, that could be a very negative thing, not denying it, recognizing it. So the Gemara says that Rabbi Yechonon never called his clothing his clothing; he called his clothing his mechabdusa. That's what that's what that is what gave him his covet. So Rabbi Yechonon. Uh, you know, I can't say words about Rabbi Yechonon. The descriptions of Rabbi Yechonon and the Gemara just are, are, are that uh, are mind-boggling. And that Rabbi Yechonon said that he felt the definition of recognizing his value was enhanced when he was wearing his clothing. His clothing helped him define himself. So, to, 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 to the average Hamunam, I get the, the concept. You don't recognize such a mitzvah, and you find different gemaras where you see the Amoraim, the the Tanoim, spoke about themselves, and they said they recognized the uh, the different desires inside of themselves, and they they held them in check, but they didn't deny that they're there. So uh, that the person should recognize have this extraordinary recognition of who he is every single moment without the help of externals is not true. Adarabha, that's the, that is that is why the Russian created these externals is to help us understand who we are. Sodom Rishon, after the Chet, the Russian makes him clothing. Now, Rehersh uh, points out that the name of the uh, the name of a Begad, the word for a clothing is a Begad. Begad is the same word as rebellion, Bogat, because the clothing is a reminder of the Chet, Sodom Rishon, that there was a rebellion. Right? If we had not sinned, we would not need this. We would be so defined by our neshama that the goof would be the clothing for the neshama. That's all we would be necessary. But now that we've we've done the chet, and we've the our desires and our our yetsaharas have become part of who we are, the Russian gave us a vehicle to overcome it. And that is to create a, a, a definition for ourselves, which we impose upon ourselves externally, as it were, in a certain sense, and then live up to it. 
the more says that uh, um, more goes to the whole story there was a son of one of the, the Tanoyim who was not following the path, path, path of his father in a very significant way so his father passed away the son went on a wayward path he got involved in different things he shouldn't get involved in Rebbe comes and gives him smicha. He wasn't Tamachokim. He says, Well, now that you have smicha, obviously you have to live up to, to, to a certain reputation. So you have to learn. Now you understood for this person, imposing that external definition will be beneficial. So if we all are as externals, that's very dangerous. You have to be, it has to be true. It has to be the Malach Makloi that this definition is part of who you are. But to think that you're going to do it without without the help of different the Pasuk says, using wisdom to understand how you can, so one person takes Nadorim, he can kind himself through Nadorim. That's one, one approach. One, one approach, Rotel Katz used to say that Bush is a tremendously valuable thing. It's what makes the world function. You know, we're, we're, we get involved, we forget, we get, we're lazy. We have many reasons why we don't things we have to do. But we, but we do them because we'd be embarrassed. If we'd, we'd be embarrassed. We have desires and tithes, but we don't do them because we'd be embarrassed. <laughs> but what is busha? Busha is that feeling of not living up to who you are. So the Gemara says the definition of a lavush is loy busha. Lavush is to prevent us from having busha. We're embarrassed and we're not clothed because we know that's not who we are. We're something greater than that. So we understand the clothing covers the, 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 the emptiness. The nakedness of the person is being, is being covered because that's not who we are. We're something greater than that. When you look at me just without the clothing and say, that's not really who you are. I don't want to define myself like that. So when I, when I undertake to dress in a certain way, I'm, I'm making a statement of who I am. Some of you have met, met read of Aaron's essay in Timepieces, uh, a dialogue in Bekesha and Blue Jeans, right? Who read it? Okay, yeah. Okay, right? Right. The, the whole, the, you know, getting involved in the whole conversation over there. So, but, you know, there was this, this anti establishment movement which started in the 60s, right? That, you know, just dress whatever. Right? You know, clothing is not important. It's, you know, just be who you are. Don't define yourself by externals, etc., etc., etc. So, so the establishment was represented by the, the three piece suits, right? And the uh, rebellion was represented by the blue jeans. So there's a conversation to the, to, between the Rebbe and the, this neophyte young man over here. We'll call him Balchuba, not Balchuba yet, whatever it is. He says, like, why do you dress the way you dress? Why do you dress the way you dress? Because I want to show clothing that important. So let's say you open your, 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 your closet and there's nothing available to wear except for a three-piece suit. What would you do? I'd be very disturbed. Why? Clothing is not important. Apparently clothing is important. Clothing defines you. And you understand that when you're wearing that, you're making, you're making a statement by wearing blue jeans, and that's also a statement. So you're, you're also into clothing as much as I'm into clothing. Right, but, but my goal with like clothing is to, make, to make, make me live to a higher standard. 
your goal with your clothing is to make you live with a lower standard. We're not arguing that the purpose of clothing is to create standards. Touche. So Ramam says that Malbush Tamar Chochlam is Malbush Naki. It's clean. The Gemara says it's who has dirt stains on his clothing. Um, he's, people look at it and say that that's what the Tamachachim is. He's, he's creating a statement. You don't wear clothing. Clothing which will draw attention. Well, clothing which is of which lowers your stature. should be average. They should be nice. It shouldn't, you shouldn't be visible in your physical body. Which certain types of clothing? Well, you begot him schuvim It's called big day gase heruach. People which have the very the showing off pampas. It describes you should have a beishiad to reshiat boisov. You go the Raman goes to the pratim exactly. A person, a person should you shouldn't wear torn shoes. Okay. So this week's parsha, the the, the Torah describes the idea that begotim are the cover of the sephoris. That we need to dress the kite in a certain way. And the more says the, the, the Gemara Zabachim says that this is very significant, to be the Kuna very significant. The luck is that a Kayan who's who does the Avoida without begotim, the, the Avoida is possible, he has to do like a Zor. The definition of Kahuna is defined by the begotim. It's not enough that you're a Kayan and you're a Ben Kayan and you're a Ben Ben Kayan and go back to Aaron Kayan. It's not enough that you're enough that you're a Tzadik and a Talmachachim. It's not enough that you went to the mikveh that morning. It's not enough that you're wearing a gartel. You have to wear the clo- the clothing, and that defines that you're a Kayan. So Dessa writes that you know we find this to be hypocritical. You know, if you want to be real, just do it. Just do what you believe in, you know, and, and believe in it. Why do you need externals? And the whole idea of relying on externals is beneath our dignity. So we try and do it. Because I'll say, to jump straight to Lishma doesn't work. We need to create a certain standard for ourselves. We need to impose it upon ourselves and recognize that we need help. It's nothing, it's, there's nothing wrong with asking for help. So sometimes the help is we have to give ourselves help. Yes, I came to certain understandings and certain recognitions. I know that there's going to be ups and downs. Life has ups and downs. I understand that it's important to me. But tomorrow morning, I'm, it's very hard to remember that while I'm lying in bed. So what's going to be Mechaim to get out of bed tomorrow morning? So I make a net or I create a Harusha shop. And I tell, I tell you, I promise I'm going to be there. Don't worry. So now I'm embarrassed not to get out of bed. Because I have a machayev. And I said, Moshe, do you believe in davening is important? So what do you need a machayev for? Just get up for davening. Elama, you don't believe in it? So, so what, what are you doing it for? Oh, that's not true. Of course you believe in it. You know it's important. But we, we also recognize that human beings have ups and downs. Human beings have Yitzhahara. Human beings have having a conversation with your Yitzhahara but going to davening while you're prone in bed is a horrible place to have the conversation. So you create externals which are machayev you. 
that you, Arab, you come to a clarity of understanding, and then you take that and you are also understand the, the, the nature of you with your mildness and your concernness, and you create ways to, to, to impose those standards upon yourself, the standards that you want, the standards that you'll be embarrassed from if you don't keep them, because you know that that's not really you. Busha is when you don't live up to who you were supposed to be, to expectations. Whose expectations? To yours. So there's a certain levush of a, of a, of, of a bentara that defines that, you know what, I have these expectations for me. People always ask me about this, you know, the clothing with the, you know, the shivish style of dressing, is it important, not important? So I don't know. I'm not getting involved in that. But I said, total Talmud that says, you know, who's, who did not dress yeshivas, and I said, you know, this yeshiva, I really don't care. Uh, you know, our, our, the, the society we live in, it doesn't make that so much of a difference. Some people call me up for shalukim questions, you know, how does he dress? I said, you know what? I said, if, you, if a person calls up from South Africa to the Congo and he says, well, how does he dress? He says, you have to know what's called normal dress in Congo before you ask the question. It can be the, guy, the person can be the best guy in all of Congo, but he doesn't dress like you dress in South Africa. It's not going to help you. You def- define him on the wrong standard, on the, the wrong definition. It doesn't work. You're calling me from uh, City X. We're over there wearing a pink shirt makes a statement to a place where a pink shirt doesn't make a statement. I'm not saying wears a pink shirt, you know. But you know, all right. So you, you don't understand the question. So let's, let's talk. Let's talk the question first, and then we get you know what the standards are. I said, but I said this time, he's moving now to City X, over there, those clothing does make a statement. What are you going to do? Well, I don't believe in these things. Uh, You didn't answer my question. When you're not going to dress that way, you're making a statement that you belong to something which you you, you don't really believe you belong in. You you believe you belong to Group A, which dresses a certain way. If clothing is so not important to you, what's the difference to you? That you should wear a black hat or not? I can't can't wear a black hat. I'm against it. Like, what? What's your problem? If that city, that's how you define who you are, and that's Machai you a standard of of function, which you wrote that you want... So it helps you. What, what are you scared of? You're going to become external. Don't worry about it. You won't become external. That's an avoid of lifetime not to become external. Uh, yeah, I understand. There's people who do, who do that and that's all they have is the, is the black hat. It's a black hat on top of a chair. It's a good, okay? Shkaya. I'm not, but you're not going to become that. If you are, we, we have, if that's what we're worried about, we have a lot of other problems we have to discuss. So the points of expectation, recognizing who we are, and, and then then creating a standard of of uh, of how we act. The Ramos the Ramos says clothing. This is part of a parak, which the Ramos starts. He says that change but they and he's different than other people. He's different in his action, how he eats, how he drinks how he interfaces with his wife, how he goes to the bathroom, how he talks, how he walks, how he wears his clothing, how he interfaces with people, all of those things. There's an expectation of how you have to act. Somewhat true to who you are, somewhat being exposed upon yourself of what you want to be. Because you recognize we will live up to what we want to be within range. If I decided I want to be, I want to be the God of Lador, so wearing a, a kapot is not going to help me because there's nothing inside. I've been wearing a kapota. It's mechayiv me. Yeah, you know, but you can't live up to that expectation. 
But if you if, if within range, this is my what my goals are. This is what my desire, my dreams are. This is what I would like to accomplish. What I would like to be. So then live. Then then dress the part. Then act the part. Rebbe Miller sets out. One of his shmuzin uh, was talking about the idea of acting. So again, we, we're worried about this uh, hypocrisy. Hypocrisy means I'm imposing myself something which I don't want to be. Just I'm doing it to, to fool you. That's hypocrisy. If I really want it, and I made a decision that's what I want, and I recognize that sometimes I'm going to have to force myself to do it even though I'm not really in the mood, that's not, a, that's not being hypocritical. That's a, form, that's a form of growth. It says, it says imagine... This example gave us a husband and a wife. You know, the wife says something to the husband, and he's really not in a good mood. He's not in a good mood right now. Right? She doesn't want to act nice in his response. That's the it's a hard talk right now, but that's not his real desire how to live with his wife. He want, he would like to be nice to his wife and not say bad things. She says to go in the bathroom, lock the door, and stay in there until you're ready to come out and act right. Even when you're not in the mood, you learn how to learn how to act. He says a person is. Uh, He's uh, acting in, 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 in Shakespeare play Julius Caesar, and there's one one scene where where Brutus takes the knife and stabs it into Caesar's chest. Now, the, the actor who's playing Brutus, he's done this three thousand times. So as he's doing it, he has this tremendous yawn. It's so boring to him. He doesn't yawn because that's part of acting. You know, you, at this situation, you need to act a certain way. So, when you're interfacing with your wife, you need to act a certain way, whether you're in the mood of it or not. So, no, we have to be honest about our feelings. I have to tell my wife, I really hate her guts right now. Don't come to me afterwards when you have Shalom problems. For this moment, you're in, a, you're in a bad mood. Everything gets on your nerves. And so, yeah, so that's your reaction. And we spoke about Friday morning, right? You know, you know we, have, we, we have reactions to things. That's not who you really want to be. So right now, act the, the way you want to be. Even though it's not... But it's not being honest. This honest thing, you know. There's a lot of, a lot of lie for Sholem bias. So what does it mean a lot of life for Shalom Bayez? So it means you have a situation where the husband and the wife, they really, they really don't like each other. But for sake of Shalom Bayez, they keep pretending. That's not Shalom Bayez. There's a real problem with it. They need to, they need to be honest and they need to address it. The Allah lying with Shalom Bayez isn't the following. Wife has a definition of her husband's respect and love. The definition is that whenever she says the husband remembers it, hearing it one time. That's her definition. She decided that if you really love me, whatever I say, you will listen to so well, you'll never forget what I say. So I sent you to the store and asked you to get something. You're not going to call me up and ask me, what did you say again? What do you mean, what do you say? You didn't listen to what I told you? I didn't to get. What, 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 who do you think I am? You, you say I'm the most important person in you. if you were Shiva asked you go there so you wouldn't forget. If you're Russia fine, she'd call you and say, please go to the store and get me that you, you wouldn't forget. Me, you forget. That's her definition. Now her husband happens to be he has ADD. 
and you know OCD and everything. I don't know. He has all good tzachim, you know. And remembering what his wife asked is the most difficult thing in the world for him. So he goes to the store. And she, she comes. Did you take care of it? Says, yeah, I took care of it. He's lying. He didn't. What is he lying? He's really saying, you are the most important person in my world. I respect you tremendously. You're so dear to me. And, but the way I say those words to my wife right now is by saying, like, uh, which is true, the way you say those words to your wife, which are true, is by saying, I took care of it. The words you said were false, but the message is true. That's Shalom Bacchus. That you're not a lie. The words are false, but the message is true. Because the me- what the woman hears is not the word. She hears the message. And vice versa. But if the message is not true and the words are not true, we have a different problem. That's the same thing. Forget about to your wife, to yourself. If the message is true of who I am, this message is true even though the words, quote-unquote, are false. That's not hypocrisy. That's not checker. That's being honest with, with, with my realities and working with them. And if I don't do that, I'm playing a game. I once it was in my... Uh, I'll give you a marshal. Dating, not with my wife. And a young lady says to me that, you know, she's very hesitant about the idea of, she liked the idea of Carlo, but she's really hesitant. Because one of the guys she was dating said that he's very hesitant to go into Carlo because you get paid for Carlo. She's getting paid to learn. And if he baffles a minute, it's Pasha Gzela. Samela, he's not going to go to learn because he's worried about Gzela. She said she's hesitant to, to marry somebody who's learning because there's always a chance of Gzela because who keeps up that standard? So I didn't want to make the date into a philosophical debate. Right? You're not getting you, you, the amount of money you're getting paid on Carlo is not that you should learn every single second. You're getting paid $100,000 a year, $200,000 a year. Yes, now the guy owns you. <laughs> and, and he has expectations, which, you know, but you're not getting paid that, I promise you, not in, in Carlo. Not in my Carlo for sure. I don't know. <laughs> right? you're, you're getting paid to act to what's considered a normal standard. Yes, a person who's getting paid to learn in Carlo, which we expect him to learn X amount of hours a day, and he learns an hour a day, we got a problem. And there might be a decision that he should be in Carlo anyway. They have to work with that. But the person who comes and says, you know, I know I'm not perfect, but I'm doing the best that I can, and that's what, that's, that's what is expected from me, and I try and keep up that even the days I'm not in the mood, I don't enjoy learning today, so I'm not going to learn because it's hypocritical. So that's the lesson of the Sixth Parsha. That clothing defined the person. Clothing are something which is imposed externally upon us. And at first glance, that sounds very strange to us. And this is what Kodesh Baruch gave to Adam From now on, there's going to be a fight inside of you. And there's going to be a side of you which wants X, and a side of you which wants Y. And you need to be honest that you really want X. So that's the truth. So help yourself get X. Define yourself. Impose upon yourself X because that's really what you are and that's really what you want. And never lose sight of what you really are. And when you take off that garment, you're going to be confused a little bit. When you put it on, the customs or 
So the Pesach was written with an ayin. It's physical garments. The mayor, the, the Medrash says, the Zara says that in the mayor's Sefer Torah it was written with an olive. These are clothing, they're clothing of light. They're so enlightening, they're so clarifying. Light is what clarifies. It's a world of confusion. This that you're putting upon yourself is not confusing you. It's enlightening you. It's clarifying for you who you really are. That's the avoider which we have specifically about an hug of Malbush, but in every single area that we have, creating these external hiskavias, which are a true expression of who we really are, even though at that moment we might not feel like that, is not a falsehood. That's the Arab, that's the emis. And that's what we need to impose upon ourselves, those customs or the physical physical with an ayin will be customs or with an olive.